0: You know that email that you get that's like, thank you for your application. We have reviewed the situation or whatever it is. And unfortunately, as soon as you see those lines, you're like, oh, fuck, like, I so didn't get it. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Rage Active Podcast. We're bringing you insightful conversations to help you live an active and inspired life. So make sure you hit subscribe so that you get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. I'm your host Rachel J, and I'm so excited to welcome you guys to the episode today. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that we deliver some longer form conversations with some really inspiring and amazing guests, and I also deliver some solo episodes which we get stuck into some really juicy topics to help you along your health and wellness journey. Sometimes you're thinking about that just in terms of your physical health, but really on the podcast, what we aim to do is to help you improve your physical, emotional, and mental health. Today, we're going to be talking about rejection and failure because this is something that we talk about a lot on the podcast. I always ask my guests about their rejections and failures. And it kind of came to me that I never actually have asked myself these questions. And so I thought I would go through my biggest failures and rejections, the lessons that I've learned from them, and also tips to help you overcome rejection and failure as you experience them in your life. Because obviously, we all do experience rejection and failure. And sometimes it does stop us from moving forward in the direction of our dreams or the things that we desire in our life. But I would say more so that it's the fear of rejection or failure that probably stops us more. And I think there's a difference, right? We've all experienced being rejected. We've all experienced failures. And it's the fear of having that happen again, that may be the big piece that stops us. So I think what sparked this as well is recently one of my girlfriends has just come out of a relationship, um, a quote-unquote, it's complicated relationship, and she wanted the relationship to progress forward, and he he wasn't so keen, and so that was quite difficult. However, you know, this is probably not an uncommon thing that we experience, um, so we've had a, a, quite a few conversations around it. And I've found myself oftentimes, sometimes I really have to remind myself when I'm talking to my friends to not go into coach mode, because then I start to like say, oh, you need to get onto that meditation and all these kinds of things. So I'm saving it for the for the podcast. But that was one of the things that she's gone through recently. And just because it's not been the first time it kind of becomes this thing where you stack those rejections and failures and then begin to label yourself as someone who always gets rejected or someone who always fails. And so I think there is a danger in that because you then are not looking at the situation as an isolated situation, but you are compounding all of the different experiences and then creating a story about yourself labeling yourself as someone who always gets rejected or someone who always fails. And of course, that's not going to be great for your self-worth, right? And then it just creates this loop and spiral. And then you can really get into this really downward spiral of how you feel about yourself, how you feel about future rejections and failures. So, that's probably one thing I would just spinning off the top of my head that we need to be careful of when we do experience rejection and failure is to not stack them and to make sure that we are taking looking at the situation as an isolated situation. Of course, we can take information from it because obviously if you're doing something the same and you're repeating a certain pattern of behaviour and it's giving you the same result, then that's something to look at too. But labelling yourself, labelling who you are as a person I think is part of a, a piece that we need to look at. So that would be number one. That's just taking from my chats with my girlfriend. But as we kind of move through looking into rejections, I would say that if I ask myself the question, what is my biggest rejection? My my biggest rejection, some of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while know that I was an actor and I have taken a step back currently from pursuing acting and auditioning and all of that kind of stuff. But when I was working as a professional actor, and I had been doing it for 17 years, I was rejected a lot. For all of the jobs that you go for as an actor, I would say 99% of the time, you don't get the job. So you're going for, you know, out of 10 auditions, you might, you might, not even 10, 100 auditions, you might book, you know, a handful of jobs. If you're lucky, most actors are out of work most of the time. So I generally have been okay with being rejected in terms of auditions. I kind of got used to it. And I think if you're in the industry as a performer or some sort of creative and you kind of get used to it. But there was one particular showcase that I was auditioning for and this was later in my career as an actor. It was actually only a few years ago. And it was a, a showcase where a selected group of actors were going to be chosen to perform at this particular showcase in Sydney for um, – it's part of the MEAA or the um, Media Entertainment Arts and Alliance. It, it was um, that uh, union that was putting it on, which is it, which is basically the industry union. So I auditioned for it and I got shortlisted to the top ten. There was like maybe um, – was it the top ten? Maybe it wasn't the top ten. Maybe the top ten – got through so I was shortlisted to go to being one of the top 10 and so I did my audition then the second part of that once you got through that part was to do the interview and you know you got to chat to one of the whoever it was the the person the people that decided and I was so sure that I was going to get this spot in this showcase so sure like I was like I can feel it I'm going to get it and then I remember it was, I was actually away for my birthday. So it was a, I was away on my birthday. And then I got the email to say that, you know, that email that you get, it's like, thank you for your application. We have reviewed this situation or whatever it is. And unfortunately, as soon as you see those lines, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I so didn't get it. And I remember feeling extremely disappointed, more disappointed than any other role that I'd gone for on, you know, and I've gone for stuff on Hollywood films, on big Australian TV shows, on all these, you know, big high-profile shows. And this industry, it was basically an industry showcase. It wasn't even in front of a, I would say, like a paying specific audience or, or, or a, you know, entertainment crowd per se it was indus, it was an industry showcase and I was absolutely gutted. I, it was the most disappointed I've ever been over a, a role uh, in my career as an actor. And this and this was probably towards the end of my stint as an actor or my, my career as an actor to, to date. And I just remember thinking to myself, I don't know if I can do this anymore. As in acting. And I had been thinking about stepping away from acting for a while. And I, I think anybody in this space who is either an actor, or it doesn't have to be in this creative space in terms of your career, but sometimes when you've been doing something for a very long time, when you're thinking about stepping away, it's difficult because you've so identified or your identity is so wrapped up in this thing that it was a scary prospect. You know, if I let this go, if I let acting go, what am I going to do with my life? You know, I hadn't really thought beyond that. So those are the kinds of things that were coming up for me when when I didn't get this this spot on the showcase and so I guess my next tip aside from not labeling yourself as a person who always gets rejected the second tip I have is to feel the emotions and let them pass through because oftentimes it depends on the rejection sometimes they kind of brush past and you don't really feel too much and you can happily move on with your life but sometimes like this one for me it was a really I had a really big reaction and so I think just allowing yourself to sit in those emotions, let the emotions pass through the body. Sometimes you're going to feel anger, disappointment, sadness, whatever it is, just let those emotions come up and they'll eventually pass through. You're not going to feel like that forever. Then the third tip I would say is to reframe that rejection. And I guess it's a blanket statement to say, which you probably have heard, reframe rejection as redirection. Or I would say, see direction as guidance, right, into a different path or away from that particular circumstance, event, whatever it is. It helps to pull yourself out of that emotional reactive state, looking at the circumstance from a broader perspective and kind of just taking note of what comes up. And for me, like I said, I was getting these thoughts of I think it's time to step away, which I already had been thinking about you know, prior to this happening and I think this just reaffirmed what I already was feeling inside of me and it's a scary thought like I said too. I think oftentimes when these things happen, if it happens multiple times, it's something to look at. Like something is telling you and I don't want to get too woo-woo about this but I do have a very strong belief that you know, the universe, whatever, higher power, you can call it whatever you want to in terms of language, but that there is something kind of overarching that's guiding us through life, right? And so kind of looking at that redirection going, what is it trying to tell me? It's trying to guide me in a certain direction and I think I was already feeling like I wanted to step away and so this was just another piece that was like, I think it's time to step away. It still took me probably another year or so from that moment before I actually did just step away from acting. But when those things come up, I think it's important to pay attention to those feelings and to those thoughts that pop up, especially the ones that are reoccurring. When they occur consistently over a period of time, I think that's when you really need to listen to it. So reframing rejection as redirection or as guidance, I think is a great way to look at it. It takes you out of the seat of being a victim in that circumstance and puts you more in a ownership position of the situation because then that rolls on to step number four or tip number four, which is to choose your response to it and take a definitive action. So you can have a look at the situation, the emotions have passed, look at it as a redirection. And it might not be the case of the same as me where I wanted to step away. Maybe it's maybe something that's coming up for you would be, no, you've got to try again, but just go in this direction, you know, let's try this instead. So choosing your response to it and taking anything from the experience that might help you moving forward. So if you are going to, for example, if I was going to, I guess, audition again for something else, maybe there's something that I could have taken out of that experience that would help me, more information that would help me in my next audition, something like that. Because I think what's really important really when you look at all of these tips is to take yourself out of the position of being a victim to the situation and putting yourself in the driver's seat where you can actually make decisions and take definitive action moving forward rather than feeling like things are happening to you. Look at it as these things are giving me information that I can take to make a step forward in whichever direction I choose to go with with this. So they're my tips for overcoming rejection. I think the biggest lesson I learned from that experience for me, because that was that's what I would consider my biggest rejection or my most notable rejection, is that now reflecting back, because I actually haven't asked myself the question, is, is listening to those feelings and thoughts that come up when those things happen it will guide you into the direction that you really desire. So I think for me it just affirmed the fact that I was ready to step away from acting, which was a huge deal. I'd been doing it for, you know, 15, 17 years at that point. So that was probably what I would interpret as my intuition, just saying I think it's time for you to step away. You obviously are not fully in it anymore and it's time to just move into something else. Now, the other question or other piece to this question that I ask my guests is around failure. And oftentimes, I'll ask the question as what is your biggest failure or rejection and what have you learnt from it? And I mean, I think rejections and failures are slightly different. So, I'll ask the question of what my biggest failure was and what did I learn from it? So my biggest failure, I think it's, again, a very similar now that I, you know, reflect back is along a very similar train where my biggest failure, I feel like, was I was in a relationship a long time ago with someone for a very long time, maybe seven or eight years. And this was from when I was maybe 16 or 17 years old. So it was my high school sweetheart. We had been together for a long time. And at some point further down the relationship, I started to realize that perhaps this person was not going to be the best fit or we weren't the best fit for each other moving forward, which I think tends to happen, especially as you move into your 20s. It's when you're starting to develop yourself as a person, as an adult, you're discovering things about yourself. And oftentimes I do, I I do feel like I hear this story quite a lot that anybody that sort of got together when they were in their teens maybe and they're together through to their 20s, they change so much. You change so much as people that it kind of seems quite logical that you may just notice the differences in who you are as people, who you are becoming as people that moving forward is possibly not going to be the greatest fit. So I definitely felt that and because I had been with this person for such a long time... I felt a lot of pressure and expectation that we would be together forever. And going along that path of, you know, being engaged and doing all those things, I probably had felt that the thought of, I don't know if this is right. And, you know, sometimes when you get that thought, you kind of just sit with it for a little bit because you don't know if it's actually really anything. But like I said in my last story about my rejection story, you kind of know when it just comes up more consistently and repeatedly. So this was coming up for me. And so I think for me, the biggest failure was not listening to that sooner. It probably took me about two or so years before I was able to exit that relationship. And now in hindsight, obviously, I can see that my intuition was right and I needed to leave. But I think it would have been better if i if if that had been sorted out sooner rather than later so i guess the lesson that i learned from that was more to pay attention to my intuition sooner rather than later because it doesn't stop coming up right if you feel something or you have an intuitive voice about something it It doesn't really go away, especially if you try not to listen to to it, especially when you try not to listen to it. I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day that you oftentimes your intuition will tell you to do things that you initially or your initial reaction to it is that you don't want to do it because it's hard. You're either going to have to go through some hard emotions. The consequences of whatever that decision you're going to make is going to be challenging. It's definitely not the easiest route generally speaking, I would say your intuition guides you down a more challenging path, which is like, you know, when you get that thought or that feeling, you're just like, great, that's what you want me to do? Awesome. Like, that's going to be so fun. Um, And you might just park it for a little bit because you know that going through whatever it is, taking that action that you're being uh, guided to take, it's it's probably going to suck for a little bit of it. And, you know, when you look back in hindsight, obviously you realise, you know, it was the right thing to do, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't come with uncomfortable emotions. So that would be my biggest failure. And the lesson that I learned was, again, just not listening to my intuition sooner. And I think I've definitely taken that now. So when I do feel little thoughts or feelings that come up, I'm so conscious of listening to it because I don't want to make the same mistake again. And I think I because I feel that if I had listened to it sooner, I could have saved a lot more, a lot of pain and, and you know, it just would have been better. So I think moving forward, that's what I try to do is is really try and make the space. I spoke about this with Ashley Ray in one of our previous episodes about Meditation and finding the space in between the thoughts because that's where you can kind of listen to those intuitive voices. I don't really, I haven't really spoken about this. And again, we don't get super woo woo on the show, but we do touch on spiritual philosophies and spiritual practices because I do feel that that's so much part of your. Health and wellness overall, right? We've got physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual as well. And I think they're all important to nourish and support along your journey. So, guys, hopefully, this has helped you. I've given you some tips to handle rejection. And I think it's very similar in terms of failure as well. Reframing failure as, again, redirection or taking some information from it, but making conscious choices and essentially taking yourself out of the seat of being a victim to things and perceiving things to be happening to you as opposed to you taking information and deciding how you want to respond and taking a definitive action in the direction that you want to go. So hopefully this has helped you guys. Make sure you screenshot this episode, tag me and share it to your IG stories and tell me what you learned or loved about this episode and leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening guys and we'll catch you next time on the Rate Active Podcast.